Hello and welcome to another episode of Disruptive Intent. On episode 21, I get to sit with one of the other members of the Jungle Rush FMX crew, Mike Oyston, an insane dude on a dirt bike, legend of a guy, like I said, also just pushing the sport of FMX every time he swings his, his, his uh, leg over a bike. So without a further ado, let's get to know Mike Oyston. Awesome. So, and, and my quest now to get another um, action sport athlete, a freestyle motocross riders on, on the podcast. I now have Mike from Jungle Rush. Hey, how's it going, Kev? Good and you, man. All good, bro. Awesome, awesome. Well, like I said, for the people that don't know you and um, like your involvement with Jungle Rush, give us an elevator pitch of who is Mike. So I am a professional freestyle motocross rider. Mm-hmm. I ride local demos all around uh, South Africa and I ride for Jungle Rush FMX. Uh, I also help out a lot with like the management side of the team, um, like filling in gaps where obviously Dallin gets busy. I try and take up some of that like extra stuff where I can. But yeah, basically I'm a freestyle rider. Nice, nice. Well, like I said, um, I, I asked this for everyone, like I said, where did the whole, this passion for dirt bike riding and then eventually leading to you riding freestyle motocross to uh, start off? So I've always kind of grown up around bikes, mm-hmm. but never like really been big into the riding thing when I was a lot younger. Bikes and, and like more dirt bikes or like uh, and street more, bikes? More dirt bikes yeah. and like the enduro kind of scene, which mm-hmm. I was never really keen on. So I never really pursued anything in it. And then uh, when I was 15 turning 16, my brother moved overseas and left uh, his bike here in the country. And obviously being a longtime friend of Dallin Goldman, I just started going and riding with him for fun. He started teaching yeah. me, showing me the ropes, you know really had the knack for it and was really enjoying it so I just pursued it further exactly uh, so, so you, you uh, since when have you then been part of the jungle rush or actually you and uh, and Dallin then basically started jungle rush then or when, I can't remember what exactly what that date was yeah so so Dallin and his dad actually started it when mm-hmm. I got on board with them jungle rush FMX actually wasn't even in existence mm-hmm. at the time it okay. was uh, he had a, a freestyle park that was open to the public and mm-hmm. at uh, that stage it was actually called the compound fmx mm. park and then um that obviously when the this dallin and his dad had been developing and growing the sport they started investing in shows and mobile rigs and stuff like that and they needed a good team name and yeah. to keep it in the family as dallin's dad's also got a company that does tree felling which is where jungle rush stems from so we it was adapted and that's where jungle rush fmx comes from awesome awesome like i said your involvement in that like i said i'm um, getting more on the training side and that like i said well how would you say is not getting like being fit and training and hitting the ramps on a daily basis how how do you manage that in your schedule um, to, to, to keep at the at the level to be able to do these demos and rides and whatever. So unfortunately I do work a Monday to Friday 9 to 5 yeah. as well mm. but um, for the most part like saddle times is a really big thing obviously the more you ride the better that is for you nothing yeah. can suffice for saddle time mm. so that's where you're gaining your experience exactly but then off the bike like if i'm if i'm not riding that day i'm definitely in the gym you know we we with a company called base fit and they specialize in dealing with athletes and action yeah. sports guys so they help us out a lot they're always giving us new things to do uh, looking after the injuries we have 
of keeping strong, staying fit, yeah. and yeah. No, understand. I think you um, uh, would be a lot not a, be- a better candidate, but more identifiable to the normal guy that wants to get into the uh, the. the um if it makes scene in there like I said someone like like Dallin he, he does it basically full time and um, you still manage to do your 95 job pay the bills and then hit the gym and if it makes and, uh, and do and get that saddle time so I think it's a lot more relatable but like I said you mentioned now about injuries and that like I said how like I said obviously you guys don't crash every time you, you go and ride them but what are the injuries that are normally prone that, or did you you suffering from or you prone to getting while riding so like every rider is different some mm. guys are really lucky we've got guys on our team who yeah. actually never had a serious crash enough awesome. to like break bones and put them out for a long time yeah, yeah. but um, like myself and Dallin haven't always been so fortunate I mm. mean short amount of bones Dallin's broken it's, it's <laughs> crazy yeah um, and I've had my fair share as well and you know it's it's a mental thing and a physical thing you've got to you've mm. got to bounce back mentally you know the risks you, you take in doing what we do so overcoming those fears to continue obviously yeah. is quite a big thing and then physically having a good team behind you having the support of your riders yeah. having the support of physios and doctors like that who have your best interests in mind uh, and then of course base fit going and training there they're always helping yeah. us keeping like current injuries strong making sure that our bodies are always on point and so that we can always perform the best we can exactly oh because um, so it, it doesn't it's not always just recovering from injuries but more maintaining and conditioning so you keep fit in that regard because I saw for myself um, I got onto the bike did a few did not any jumps or anything just, just did a few laps and my cardio was letting me down I was like three laps around and I was like out of breath couldn't do any more you can't focus on that so I think just upping your cardio I think on that side would be a hell of a lot of benefit in, in that like I said you and Dallin are always when I get you like I said just come off from gym quickly right yeah do this and that you guys are in, in, in good shape and, and that's yeah and I think that's a key part I think being active is definitely like a big thing um, doing cardio at the gym obviously definitely has its its benefits but at the mm. end of the day it comes down to saddle time, to saddle time if you yeah. want to get you want to be able to go out there and ride for a long time you know mm. you've got to build up to it you got to if you're doing motocross you got to go to the track and hammer laps if you're doing yeah. enduro you need to go and ride and have your six hour like enduro or however long you want to go out for you yeah. know and then when it comes to us it's just about ramps it's repetition it's jumping that ramp over and over and over and doing something as many times as you need to until yeah. you get it done and you're comfortable with it. Awesome. Now, well, talking about hitting the hitting the jumps and so forth. What are some of your favorite places that you've you've rode before? Like FMX um, in the FMX scene. So sure, I've ridden like some pretty cool demos in and around South Africa. I think probably my, the the biggest and my most favorite demo I rode was up in Tanzania sure. for yeah. a, a charity event that they hosted up there. They flew myself and Dallin Goldman up there, and we ended up jumping in front of eighty thousand people. Yes, uh, which was absolutely absolutely insane i mean you can't even hear your bike when you're yeah. 10 meters from the ramp because everyone's <laughs> just going absolutely wild yeah. um locally you know i mean i live in south africa i've been to most mm. places anyway yeah, so yeah. the novelty wears <laughs> off a little bit but it's still really cool getting to travel there isn't a lot of like uh, practice places mm. uh, around the country i think there's only like four three or four you know so yeah 
I would I would say that our spot's my favorite spot to ride. Yeah, no, definitely. Like I said I, I I love it when I hit you guys up and I was like, "Well, you're riding at the compound or at uh, at Scotty's place and and you're mission through and everyone chills there." And like I said, that's when you mention about having the right team because yeah. you'll see, like I said, you and Dallin, and then let's say Reese hits a ramp and then you'll go up to him and say, "Hey, do this and this and that, or over do this, or you're doing you screwing up this there." And I think that's a support system that um, that that helps with the mental side and then the, just to encourage you to just actually just send it <laughs> yeah also like having support from from sponsors and stuff mm. like that also goes a long way you know it's nice when you know that you're putting in the work you're getting rewarded for it and that goes a long way as far as motivation is concerned you know when you mm. you've put the work in and you're now seeing the return like that makes a big difference mentally exactly yeah, yeah actually seeing like it uh, like we're sitting here with your well the king of the whip medals there and the trophies and stuff like that i think so getting getting a reward for rewarded for all your efforts and the pain and the sessions in the gym and hitting the ramp i think that's that's a big contributor to that like um what is, what do you think is, is the south african aspect of us or our, our fmx athletes to be uh, riding in competitions like to that extent what, what do you think is the, the holdback at the moment so i think as far as freestyle is in this country is concerned and contest wise is we don't have enough riders on similar levels to host big enough contests i mean as it is right now there's only two south africans who are consistently flipping to dirt Mm -hmm. so if you hosted a freestyle contest and it was like all tricks allowed pretty much you know you didn't limit anything then of course you that would be your first and your second place based yeah. on the flip and the flip variations that they hold as well as being able to do the upright stuff that's yeah. definitely like an a, something that would affect results you know so definitely. and then also the backing like it's difficult to to get people to buy in and want to put money into something they may not have seen or don't know enough about yeah. and that's that's where i think a lot of events in this country struggle is they don't necessarily have the backing from enough like companies and sponsors exactly. and stuff like that well i've seen that with with some of the guys like just what i've worked with that you get these people that uh, like i said there's this there is this craving for people that want to do these things and want backing but there's always a lack from the company side because it's South Africa. We don't have the millions or hundreds and thousands to spend on on anything unnecessary. And like a little bit of leeway that you uh, you get um, is that has already been allocated to someone or whatever. Like you guys have Dragon and um, and uh, TR, TRD distribution, TRP, uh, TRP distribution, yeah, distributors, and that that that's been helping you guys with kit and all stuff like that. And it, I think it's it's awesome for companies like that to be able to to get into a freestyle like that. But obviously they see the benefit. We just now need to basically have all these other smaller companies see the benefit in that. Yeah, see, there's also, there's companies out there that help us out. For mm. instance, a perfect example would be Storage King. Mm. Storage King's a sponsor of ours, but they don't they don't offer anything dirt bike related. Yeah. But what they do for us is they give us a facility to store all our equipment and stuff for yeah, all yeah. our shows. Like for instance, our rig. So it's not parked outside. It's not getting damaged by the oh. rain. It's not now costing Dallin and, and his company money to keep maintaining it because of weather and stuff like that so yeah, yeah. things like that go a long way and and they're a company that isn't even related to the bike industry you know and they're still helping us out so there's a lot of other little companies out there like that that can still benefit some way from what we do yeah it's yeah i think it's just making those connections definitely well so i saw an ad um on youtube it was like i watch a lot of motocross and dirt bike videos was there was an ad about a construction 
construction company that's now leaning into the building ramps and building motocross tracks and they, they're basically offering it as a service because they've got all the equipment they've got the tlbs the front loaders and stuff like that and they're seeing now the value in that so do you think the, in, in South Africa, that attitude is slowly but surely changing. Well, like I said, with the partnerships you have and the people making an actual effort. So yeah, there definitely are people who are a lot more open-minded to it since action mm-hmm. sports has become a lot more worldwide recognized. Yeah. You know, like when you're getting action sports, getting into the Olympics now, like skateboarding and stuff like yeah. that, people are starting to take a lot more notice, and that definitely does help. It's just about finding the, the right market and niche. You know. Exactly. Oh, so then you guys uh, saw recently posted that video that you guys did the dragon with the drift thing and stuff. And I think it's key to use um, other established audiences in South Africa because the car culture is quite big in South Africa and using that to help promote the freestyle motocross side of it. Yeah. See, like at the end of the day, I'm a firm believer in one hand washes the other. You mm. know, it's all about give and take. If you if you if you keep taking and you're never giving back, you yeah. know, it's it's not it's not gonna work out so yeah. well. So like companies like Dragon it helps them them having the following and the platform they have to get the exposure from them mm. and then also involving other kind of action sports like the drifting. Now we like start aiming at like another market of the motorsports and exactly. stuff like that definitely helps. And it's also just great for the fans out there to see really cool things like that to put out like new content and like get creative exactly and but um like i said having having those avenues open will like i said will only expand your market because a person that comes there and said well i'm going to book those guys for a demo and um, it really really helps in that sense but now from a, a bike perspective and stuff like that like i said i know you you all you guys ride ktm and so forth how keen are manufacturers like that in um in getting behind a freestyle freestyle rider and so on so various bike brands i mean i'm not too sure it, it's I suppose it would be a lot based on like their business, mm. what they can afford to offer. Yeah. And then they also look at what we can afford to offer. I mean, the amount of exposure, you know, when you've got the entire Jungle Rush team, there's all but one rider is all riding KTM bikes, mm. you know. Yeah. These, these Everyone's traveling all over the country. Some of these guys are even leaving the country and they're still mm. riding the KTMs, you know. Mm. The amount of people and the exposure that, that, that manufacturers get out of stuff like that definitely does go a long way, you know. Yeah. When you got... Dallin goes and flips at a show and a little kid sees him and is like, I want to be like him one day. And he's like, mm. mommy, daddy, you know, I see the bike he rides. I, I want that bike too. You exactly. Know? Yeah. So there is benefits in like that side of things. And then obviously we're always promoting and yeah, well, trying so to the, help all the companies yeah. that help us best we can. The, the cool thing that I've noticed with you guys, it's like I said, you get so many of these people that um, like they get sponsored by a certain brand or whatever, but they never actually, they don't believe in that brand. But like I said, you guys, like I said, Dragon is a sponsor. So there's always dragons here like I said you guys and DC and and Uflex and and, and the caps and, and then the, the gear and that you wear you guys wear it as of it's like I said you, even if you didn't get sponsored that's the gear and that's the stuff you would use and I think that's a key feature having that organic um, like I said it's not a thing that's it's out of your way to promote like I said you are you guys are you do like the brands that you work with like I said you guys listen like I said, every time I see you guys if you've got skull candy earphones on or the ear, earbuds and it's not like a thing that's like oh yeah no, now I have to kind of wear this because we need to take a photo it's just organically there even when we were riding it well you guys are riding at Scotty's place there's always like the bluetooth speaker that's playing the music while you guys are riding is skull candy it's it's just it's just there it's just part of you guys' um 
Um, and, and like how you do daily, you you go go about daily. Yeah, I think a lot of it is definitely like lifestyle related. You know, mm. we kind of look for companies and products that we would be able to promote on mm. uh, like an organic level. Yeah. You know, we don't want anything to be forced. We're not telling people you have to believe in this product. Or yeah, yeah. I mean, it's each to their own. You know, we we we're obviously trying to put the product out there, yeah. but you can't force anyone to like a product. But um, mm. fortunately, everything that we're on board with, we do really believe in all the products and they really believe in us. So, yeah. you know, it's a really good relationship we have. No, that's awesome. Like I said, what what are your what are some of your plans now going forward in twenty twenty? What is what is Jungle Rush's aim for in your specific aim going down? Um, like I said, toward twenty twenty now. So, like I'm sure you know, we've got King of the Whip coming up. Yeah, and, uh, I'm definitely aiming to be back on the podium again this year. Nice. So that's probably right now one of my biggest focuses. And then, of course, riding shows and just doing what we do, you know, mm. getting out there to the public, putting out new, fresh content, going and riding cool shows, getting in touch with, like, the people in our country. Yeah. I think, yeah, that that's what I'm aiming for this year. Awesome. Well, like I said, Dallin also mentioned about the training side. And I said, you, uh, both Dallin, yourself, and Scotty, have been so open to me. Like I said, I, I recently got my bike, and all of you guys say, no, no, we'll don't worry, we'll help you here, help you there. I think that's one of the key things of, of developing this board. Like I said, I'm barely even like doing any like any jump related things and whatever but already there's that enthusiasm to to teach as well so I think I'm really excited like every time I get on the bike it's like I can't wait with ride yeah. with you guys because I know I'm going to learn something in that instance yeah, it definitely helps when the people around you are motivated mm. and also like willing to share their knowledge you know I mean honestly I would not be where I am today without the help that I've had from Dallin Goldman and yeah. his dad so like he's done a lot for me he he had to learn a lot of things himself the hard way so by sharing that knowledge and passing it on to me mm. i was lucky enough to not have to learn the hard way yeah. you know, to learn from his lessons so like i'm more than happy to pass that knowledge on as well you know yeah. I, I wouldn't want to see people get hurt and take yeah, unnecessary risks you know mm -hmm. especially when you can see what level of riding they're on you know we're all about being safe helping out our mates, helping out the people around us. Exactly. Yeah. Well, like I said, if someone out does want to reach out to you or um, want to see what you guys are, what you specifically and the Jungle Ross team is out, where can they find you guys? Where is... So we've got our team page, which is uh, at Jungle Rush FMX on Instagram. Mm -hmm. You can also find Jungle Rush FMX on Facebook as well as Jungle Rush TV on uh, YouTube. You can subscribe to the channel there. We're always putting up new content. And then me personally, I've got a Facebook page, Mike Oyston FMX, and then I'm also on Instagram under at Mike underscore Oyston. So yeah, people are more than welcome to if they've got any questions or want to know anything about the sport, how to get yeah. into it, you know, anything like all the athletes that, that are on our team would be more than willing to share their knowledge or advice or help someone out and you know and hopefully grow the sport definitely well i think that's the aim with uh, i think that's why you're like all you guys are so keen to pass on that knowledge is because it's only going to benefit the sport in the long run the more people that get into the sport there's 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 that second wave coming in and and, and young guys coming up and learning the thing and i think that's why international bands like uh cruising that like the nitro circus guys they always getting new guys joining the team and then they're always pushing everyone and you guys have the same attitude in south africa it's just that we need to find those guys that are willing to learn to to, to yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's the biggest <laughs> problem that we've had i mean sure i 
um, since I've been in the sport, I've seen a lot of guys come and go. Mm. You know, they get really keen, they get motivated, they come, they start progressing well, and then like one big crash, you know, mm. or something happens and they get freaked out and, and they yeah. don't actually have what it takes to come back and to pursue it and to continue doing it. So yeah. I think that's what separates everyone is the picking yourself back up mm. sorting your injuries out mentally dealing with what you've been through yeah. swinging that leg over the seat again and getting back at it you know that's awesome. that's a big a, well, a big thing to, to, to delve a bit more on that like i said we've touched on the fitness side um how do you prepare mentally for for like i said you yourself now if you want to go and jump um like one of the one of the big jumps or go to a show and you're standing in front of that ramp there how do you prepare men- mentally for that mentally i try not to think about it like if we're riding events or something new a new setup i've never dreamt i try my best to actually not think about it until mm. you're on the bike that something happens to you when you've got your gear on you know mm. and you're riding around you warm up you're gonna get a little bit nervous i mean we're all human it's mm. gonna happen but something happens inside your mind when you turn and face the ramp and you've said to yourself okay this is it it's like a switch that goes and nothing Mm. else in the world matters and you're so focused and like you know exactly what you've got to do and determined to do it that nothing can stop you it's about Mm. being able to hit that point and not psych yourself out about things and work yourself up about it you know so but i think that confidence also comes from um like actually the practice the amount of times it becomes a muscle memory at this stage So as far as practice is concerned, like what what can also has been beneficial to us as far as tricks and stuff and repetition is um, our whole team goes through to Bounce Inc. to Mm. the the free running and trampoline parks we have here. And uh, we take a little black bike with us that's got cutouts in it and you can pretty much all the tricks we can do on our dirt bikes, we Mm. can do on that. So the muscle memory is there you know mm. so when and it's it's all a very similar feeling to what it would feel like on a dirt bike you know yeah. so then when it comes time to actually doing it on your bike you kind of already have the feeling there you know what you got to do exactly that, that motion is there it's just about actually putting it into action with the real bike underneath you yeah yeah perfect so that's the one thing that i said to you guys um, i'm excited to see is just trying that those tricks on it because in my mind like i said i think it's a mental thing where you i'm like okay now if we want to do a seat grab i'm in my mind thinking i'm gonna hit the jump and then i'll push that bike away and i'll land on my face yeah, <laughs> but, <I see. laughs> you don't want to be pushing your bike away yeah. <laughs> but yeah no well like i said if um, if any of you guys do want to now come and see these guys in action i said i think the next event of you guys doing is king of the whip or was there one prior to that so we do have have some stuff in the pipelines between now and then mm-hmm. um obviously just don't want to let the cat out there yeah, sure, too early yeah, yeah, and yeah. obviously just want to confirm a few things mm-hmm. so Definitely. yeah if you just keep an eye on all our social media jungle rush fmx is probably yeah. your best place to keep an eye out for that stuff perfect because uh, depending what athletes are riding the shows obviously if you've got a favorite rider that you want to see, wanna see yeah. like follow their pages to see what events they're riding but yeah. our, our team page is probably where you're going to find most of the news yeah definitely well, it's I'll, I'll link all the everyone's pages down below in the show notes so anyone that wants to see uh, Mike's page and all the other riders and the Jungle Rush page I think the best one is to follow then follow Mike follow the Jungle Rush page and you'll be up to date on where, where they're going to ride on next awesome man but yeah thanks again for your time and like I said giving a short interview about how, chatting a bit get, get, getting to know Mike a bit more like I said everyone sees you jumping and doing the dead bodies and the, like over massive distances and then now we get, get to know a little bit more about Mike itself Sweet, thanks, Kev. Appreciate it, bro. Awesome, man.
Right, another awesome episode of Disruptive Intent. Uh, except get, got to know Mike a bit more, got a bit more about the sponsors and all that involved in the management side of it. Um, except if you guys do want to follow these guys along, go search Jungle Rush, search for Mike Oyston, go to their website and follow these guys, support these guys, and look forward to the next demo. Go up to them, like they're super cool guys. Um, they're always willing to help you guys. So, yeah, man, see you, see you guys on the next episode. <laughs>